Cheers and good on you. Why aren't you listening to Brothers Just Searching? Why? You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing everyone welcome to this episode of brothers just searching where we talk about god's word and current world events to educate and to edify believers of jesus christ i'm isaac hayes along with aubrey box Hello. anthony hayes and always save the best for last bowen robert yeah. <laughs> it's good to be back with you guys always always bowen do you think you're the best i am fantastic I don't know what Bowen I am thinks. Mr. Fantastic <laughs> with the shiny hay. Hey, hey, you, hey, you better watch out. Nebuchadnezzar turned into a cow because of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, the brain you got, it don't take long. <laughs> it can click like that. <laughs> it don't take long. Lord, <laughs> forgive me for what I said. So, how about you, That's Isaac? what he said, too, at the end. Oh, hey, hey, he's going to do like Ernest. Wanko, wanko, wanko. He's going to start doing like a duck. Oh, no, I better watch what I say, bro. God, God, ain't play, God don't play games, though. No, that's right. What you was asking uh, me, Aubrey? How you doing? How you doing, Isaac? Eh, all right, all right, all right. All right. Got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. When you got when you got piles and piles of responsibility, it just sometimes yeah, it yeah. weighs you down. You know, sometimes the important ones you gotta get remember, lost. You got to remember, me and Lloyd got to manage this this whole uh, how my dad calls the chicken outfit. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get rid the of that chicken outfit and get a real job. <laughs> the chicken outfit. I don't have a real job. Hey, the chicken outfit. Hey, we we setting this up for our retirement. This is gonna be our retirement. Work. <laughs> we better Why? work. Why? Just, yeah. just talk. You talk, talking about read the Bible? Yep. Yeah, I yep, want yep. this to be our hey, retirement. Hey, Jimmy, work. Oh, Jimmy yeah. Swagger does it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but he. he I want to be in a skyscraper about a hundred stories up, though. You see, Bowen, we're not. Bowen, I want to be wearing a tuxedo. For what? See? And a top hat with a cane. I can get For you what? one. I'm gonna go to Walmart and buy one of them T-shirts with a tuxedo on it. <laughs> oh, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> and, and, and you got some penguins walking around. Huh? Simple pleasures. Simple pleasures. Got your whole suit. We don't. We don't buy the million dollar tuxedo. We just buy the five dollar shirt from Walmart, <laughs> and we put a jacket on top. Hey, of I, it. I get you a onesie that looks like a suit. That'd be <laughs> funny. That would be fine. I'd wear it too. With the shiny, oh, I know you shiny wear shoes. It. I'd wear it too. You, you, you know what Bowen look good in? The, the things you go to bed, the, the zipper. Yeah, that's hey, the one. Buy me one like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Buy, buy me one and see if I don't wear it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm but, gonna come over here with it. Yeah, yeah. But we're trying to we're trying to gain. All, well, never mind. Yeah. Dude, we might gain some people. But, you got to gain a lot of people. Yeah. They don't want to see me in a closet. Hey, maybe we could all come in onesie tuxedos and <laughs> look good. better. I'm good. No, yeah. Hey, can you see hey, better Bowen? I can't hey, stay in a onesie. Hey, I want I want an all in one. One where it covers my feet, my legs, uh-huh. and it comes up, covers my arms, and then I zip it up, uh-huh. and, and then it covers the whole body. With, with no. some white gloves. Oh, I want the white gloves on it, connected. No, then, no. Then you be hearing, come in the morning. <laughs> no, he, he, Doing the moonwalk. He, he, he needs one with a, looks like a mouse. He needs one with a, uh, Oh, like uh, yeah, N- yeah. Nicholas had one yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can see mm-hmm. Bowen's face uh, instead of the mouse. If he, you have a big mouse head. Big mouse head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He got a big enough head as it is. I got a big head already, and it shines. Yeah, shines like a bowling ball. I know they can see it for miles. Sh- shines like the moon. I saw I saw Bowen the other day at the McDonald's. I, uh-huh. I, I was like, "Who's that shining me?" And I saw Bowen's head. Hey, just think, I put some baby oil on that thing before I came over here today. <laughs> I rubbed that thing. I rubbed that thing down with baby oil. You know. Oh. Well, you know, he reminds me of. Remember, uh, Gospel Bill when uh, oh yeah, D.W. Talkwater was looking for the powder. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want a powder in my head. 
<laughs> it said if I don't put something, some kind of oil on it, it's going to dry up. Mm-hmm. It'll get dry, dry. Can't have mm-hmm. a wrinkly scalp. I don't want to look right. like a wrinkly scalp. You already yeah. look old anyway. I already look old. Yeah, and then yeah. I shave my head. I look even older. He, he's going to have all the skin move uh, towards <laughs> his face. He's about to see that. Like, hey, <laughs> maybe, maybe you should go bald too, boo. No, 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 no. This is my sanctuary. This is my this is my identity. No. You see what I do, I just put a hat, I just put a hat on mine. I done lost my identity, buddy. Man. <laughs> Your identity should be in Christ, what we're about to talk about right now. I, I done lost mine. That bald head done took everything away. Hey, hey, good, thing, good thing you're not the head of the church. Good thing. <laughs> Everybody would leave. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, let's let's get into the subject. Yeah, Yeah. let's get into the word. We're continuing on our series on the struggle between law and grace. Amen. Uh, LB, which episode? I think this is number five, huh? I think it's number five, number six. We've been, we've been, this is, this started in chapter six. Yeah, this is taking a lot longer than what I thought it was going to take, but there's so much meat in these three chapters. Uh, Yeah. It reminds me of something with brother, uh, brother Daniel said last Sunday at church. Where he said the book of Romans has just so much meat in it. But I, I, I tell you, if, if you were looking at a steak, I guess this would be the, the, the prime rib right That's there. The prime man, rib. Mm-hmm. The Romans 6, 7, and 8, man. I, to be honest with you, and I think I said this on the podcast already. This has been one of the greatest studies I've done hmm. with y'all guys ever since we started a couple of years Six, ago. 6, 7, and 8, I think, are three main chapters about, uh, of the book of Romans. I think it's... I, well. Is it the most important chapters? Some people can debate on that, but I think it's the core of Romans. Of, of well, just not Romans, the whole New Covenant. Yeah, because you think about yeah. it, the, the, the life in the Spirit. Well, hey, just that's what the, we're it, talking about. It's the life it, in the Spirit, it, but at yeah. the same time, it talks about Christ. Well, it talks about Christ, but also you got to remember, Paul saying, "Look, in six, we're saved by grace through faith, not of our own works." He talks about justification by faith, and Boogie, mm-hmm. Boogie, me and Boogie was talking about that today. When he gets to seven, he said, look, when I got saved, I struggled. I wanted to go back to the law. I still I struggle. wanted to go back to the things of the world. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the later part of chapter seven where he says, oh, wretched man that I am, saying, look, yeah. I can't do it on my own will. Mm-hmm. And he said, thanks right. be to Christ. Yeah. And then Romans eight is basically yeah. saying this is what happens in the spirit when you mm-hmm. when you finally give your life to Jesus all the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's what happens when you Abs- look like Bowen. Absolute <laughs> surrender. Absolute surrender. So with that being said, let's go ahead and start. We're starting in Romans chapter 8 tonight. It will be. We're going to be reading uh, verse 1 to 11. So, Aubrey, go ahead and read the word. Take it away, Roxanne. Let's get it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He had to clear up his throat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, put his deep voice in there. Chapter 8, life in the spirit. Therefore... There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. 
You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give you life to your, give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Amen. So, so this comes to the conclusion of Romans chapter 7. We have to read Romans chapter 7 verses 21 to get the content of what Paul was going into Romans chapter 8. I always said this, and I think, Boogie, you and I were talking about this. Romans 7 should have ended probably verse 20 in our humble opinion mm-hmm. because you have to read the latter part of Romans 7 to understand why Paul said there is therefore now no condemnation in verse 1. It says this in verse 21 of Romans chapter 7. So I find it to be a law that when I, when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner beings. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells inside of me. Paul was saying, going back mm-hmm. to Romans chapter 7. How he was trying to he was trying to fulfill God's love and God's purpose for him mm. through the law, which was the Mosaic law. But because mm-hmm. he put his faith in the Mosaic law, saying, "Look, now that I serve Jesus, I'm going to go ahead and do the Mos- I'm going to follow the Mosaic law, and that's going to make me holy. That's going to make me righteous." Mm. But sin crept in. Oh, as, as examples of wet paint or a stove and all that stuff in the last couple mm. of weeks. Sin had a grip on him. Mm. Sin was telling him, you need to do this stuff. It's wrong, but hey, the rebellious thing, he was trying to fight that on his own willpower. Hmm. Which goes to verse 24. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of death or this sin, this evilness? Then it goes into verse 25, or you can even argue Romans 8 should have started verse 25. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind. But with my flesh, I serve the I serve the law of sin. Mm. Now we can go into verse eight. See how it fits in. Mm-hmm. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. See, Paul is saying, I serve the law of God with my mind, saying, "Look, I, I'm going to I'm going to do God's mm. commandments." Yeah, follow. But half, I, I follow after. But his... my flesh, this evil thing that we live in, wants to sin. Then he, go, then he goes to the root cause of this. Well, not the root cause. The problem-solving issue. Mm. When he said, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life. When we got saved, the spirit came into us. He made us new. He gave us a newness of life. Has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Mm. Sin and death. The sin nature. The law showed you what sin was, and it brought death. Hey, the, and look, we all we already established in this teaching, the law's good, mm-hmm. the law's holy, but the law brought death. Mm-hmm. It goes to a point that we can use the example like this: somebody's going on death row. Mm. The law says, "Look, your sins to death," because the law says you broke it. But the president or the governor or somebody of high power says, "Hold on, I have a pardon." That I'm going to give this person, and it subsumes the law. Mm. That's what Christ did, because we 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 try on our own accord 
to fight sin. And look, Christians do that today. How many Christians say, I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to, I'm going to do duties at the church. I'm going to go ahead and do all this stuff. You have the spirit of life in you. You don't have to do these things to make yourself holy. You already are holy because Christ already died on the cross. Mm. What's sad is a lot of Christians substitute the cross with good works or good feelings. It is a, it is a, it is a tool that the enemy uses. And, and with that, they, they will still feel condemned because they're not in Christ they're, Jesus. They, they never will do enough. Mm. They will never do enough to have that, that void filled. When you come to Christ, you're like, yes, I, I, you, look, I, I've won people to Christ. I think everyone in here has won someone to Jesus. They always say the same thing. I feel free. Mm-hmm. But when you go and talk to these people and, you know, they've been serving the Lord, they're like, yeah, I felt free when I first got saved. But, man, I feel like I'm in bondage. I feel like I'm like I can never do enough to keep my salvation. Because you're trying to do everything on your own willpower. And mm-hmm. Paul clearly says in verse in chapter 8 that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, not after the sinful nature, but walk after the spirit. Say, Lord, I can't do it on my own. Mm. Lord, I can't, I, can't win, I can't walk this life by myself. Mm. I need you. I can't overcome sin unless your spirit helps me. Mm. Well, another thing, too, about there's no, now no combination for those who are in Christ Jesus. You also got to realize, too, that, you know, Satan is the accuser. You know, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, Jesus comes in to deals with people, but Satan comes in to condemn them. You know, if you look in the Bible, you know, it's always the uh, religious people or it's always Satan that's actually condemning a person, you know. And uh, if you look in the uh, in the story of uh, the woman who caught in adultery, you know, they said by the law of Moses, since we're talking about that a little yeah. bit, it's because of the law of Moses, she's ordered to death. We said, what you say, and Jesus said, he that's with sin without among you cast the first stone. Of course, no one's perfect except Christ, so they mm-hmm. couldn't, they all had a little sin in their life, so they're like, well, we can't stone this woman because we all got sin and problems in our life that we need to take care of. And Jesus told a woman, says, uh, you know, who's here to accuse you? And she said, no one. She said, well, go. And uh, neither do I condemn you. She said, go and sin no more. Funny how you bring mm-hmm. that yeah. out. That mm-hmm. ties into verse 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what Christ did at the cross. And this is what, I, I, this is what bothers me when I hear a lot of people. Te- like, I've had a pastor tell me this already. The, the cross was not enough. Yeah, I heard that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, hold on. How do you explain this cha- this verse, this mm-hmm. whole chapter, but this this verse, for what God done with, uh, for what God has done, what the law weakened by the flesh. Mm-hmm. The law mm-hmm. showed what sin was. Your sinful desires and your flesh mm-hmm. d- yielded to that. Mm-hmm. Even as believers, uh, we, we, we've talked about this multiple times because... Along with these chapters comes with a doctrine called the uh, sinless perfection. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, this, this was Romans 7 is before Paul was even saved. Mm-mm. This verse don't show this right here. Mm-mm. Because God, God-fearing people did the law. Right. God-fearing people wanted to keep the law, but they could not keep it on their own merits. Mm-hmm. The sin nature overtaked them. The sin nature mm-hmm. is dormant in a believer. I believe that. that is, mm-hmm. it's, but it's still active. Mm-hmm. It don't grow, it don't manifest, but it's still active. A Christian can still sin. Mm-hmm. But how do we not sin? Well, 
Back to verse 3. For what God has done, what the law weakened by the flesh could not do, by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh, saying what Christ did at the cross was mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Christ defeated hell, Satan, and the grave right. at right. Calvary. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, a lot of people, in a, um, I think it was me and Dad that had this conversation one time where we, we were talking about that. And I, it was a struggle with me one time because uh, Paul said that you have to believe in the resurrection, which is true. You have to believe. And I said, look, um, if the resurrection didn't happen, we wouldn't have been sanctified. And my dad made the comment. Yeah, but if it, if it wasn't for the cross, there wouldn't have been no resurrection. Right, right. So at Christ's, at, at Calvary's cross, it was done. Mm -hmm. And where did Paul find peace? It wasn't in the law. It wasn't in sin. It was him saying, you know what? There's no condemnation in Christ. I'm going to trust Christ for my sanctification, for my justification. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to move on. And guess what Paul had victory at? Paul didn't have victory following the law. He had victory in trusting what Christ did at the cross and that alone. And yeah, I have something that I wanted to add to that. So uh, you had mentioned it was finished whenever Jesus died. It didn't wait. He didn't wait to say it is finished after he resurrected. So it yep. was finished whenever he put to death the flesh. The, the, the resurrection. Um, um, I. I think I guess the word is cultified. That's how they like it, uh, cultivate. Cultivate. It 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 sealed what the cross did. Hmm. It showed that it was enough. Hmm. That's why Paul said it. Look, you have to believe in the resurrection. If you don't, yeah. If if it don't, if it don't, if you, if the resurrection didn't happen, that means Christ died in vain. Hmm. And you're right, Aubrey. A lot of people don't realize that Christ said on the cross, "It is finished." Mm -hmm. The, the resurrection... He fulfilled the law when he certified. said it is finished. That's certified. what I was the, the resurrection certified that the cross was enough. Mm -hmm. Take it away, bold. Stamped with blood. If Christ... You said something just a while ago, and, and something clicked in me. It told me something. But this is just the opposite of what I'm going to say, what you just said. Okay. If Christ wouldn't have died on the cross, you wouldn't have had no resurrection. No, no, you wouldn't okay? have. Okay. And second of all, if he wouldn't have died on the cross, there'd be no atonement for sin. Right. So, because I read this, and you know, they offered up lambs and goats and bulls and all this. They offered up that for sacrifice. I got some. I, if I can find it, I want to read it because it just, um, let me see where I saw that at. Just give me a minute. Yeah, so we were in uh, verse Okay, listen to this. Four. This is, watch. And this is in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 6. Listen to this. And burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Hmm. God takes no pleasure in that anymore. Hmm. Since the New Testament, since the New Covenant, God takes no pleasure in offerings of sacrifices of animals. Then it goes on into verse 8. It says, when he said above, you neither desire nor take pleasure in uh, sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and mm -hmm. sin offerings. These are uh, offered according to the law. Mm -hmm. They did this according to the law. They made the... You see, this went back to the Old Testament. This goes back into the book of Leviticus. They did the offerings 
because that was leading to what Christ did at Calvary's cross. Right. So all this right here, what I just read, that's all past tense. Mm -hmm. God don't take God don't take pleasure in that stuff which, no more. Which leads to our next verse that says, "In order that the righteousness requirement of the law." might be fulfilled in but, us we walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit because that word flesh right there is very is very interesting because if you that word flesh means anything other than what christ did at the cross mm. the, the 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 cross is the spirit the, the cross because the, because we have the holy spirit we walk in the spirit of the, of the newness of life but but christ that the spirit is representing of christ's sacrifice on the cross if you think about it but in order that righteousness, the, the righteousness requirements of the law might be fulfilled, we walk not according to the flesh, but after the spirit. What is he saying? Because what Christ did at the cross, and he fulfilled the law. Mm. He fulfilled all the law. This is for everybody that's listening that believes in that. Oh, you have to keep the law. The law has been fulfilled. And because we accept Christ, it is fulfilled in us, too. We have fulfilled the law because we put our faith and trust in Christ. That's what Paul's saying in verse four. Let me, mm -hmm. let me say something, and I read this today somewhere in, in one of the books I was reading. I read this today. Does the law provide righteousness for you, or does the law provide sanctification for you? Did the law buy your salvation? Not, no. you salvation? You've got to look at that. You know, I read mm -hmm. that somewhere, and, and it made sense when I read it. The reason, it, would never, it will never it happen. It will never. Because the law condemns, condemns the spirit or Christ Jesus and the... the or, the, the, law, the gospel will set you free right. from that but, law of but sin. But the and death. law was put in place for one reason. Right. For mankind to know where he stands with God, which is sin. Okay? But I want to read this. Listen. Through day know God's righteousness, declare that those who practice such things deserve to die. They not only do them, but give approval. To those who practice them. That's still in Hebrews 9, correct? That's he, No, that's Romans chapter 1, verse 32. Okay. So in other words, I, 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 don't know, I don't know if he's talking about the righteous or if he's talking about the law. Okay? Because if you read it, though they know God's righteousness, I, I believe it's talking about the law. Well, I don't know. I think maybe you can help me. God, right. So you got to go read some of the content of the scripture and sin, verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debauched mind to do what they ought not to be done. Remember, this is talking about people that know God, deny God. So God gives them up to, uh, I like how the King James says it. Uh, uh, let me go ahead and make it sure. A reprobate? A reprobate mind. Um, so it tells them to give a reprobate mind. They were filled with all malice of unrighteousness, evil, covetous malice. They were filled of envy, murder, strife, hmm. deceased, malices. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, highly boastful, innovators of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithful, heartless, rootless. Though they know God's righteousness decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but gave approval to those who practice them. So what it basically saying, hmm. because... And, and this really ties in what we're saying because that, that fits. If if Paul was doing all that before he was saved, that meant he was doing that in Romans 7. That ain't, ain't the case. Mm. If you're not saved, you're going to sin. Right. You're not going to worry about sinning. And that's what this is talking about right here. But on an opposite note, they know it's God's law. They know that God's law, you're supposed to fulfill God's laws, but they say, no, we're not going to do it. We want to live our own way. Right. So well, that that's well, what they gave approval to the mm -hmm. to them that practice. Oh, you're sinning? Well, hey, let's have a beer together. Let's go. 
Right. Well, this is the thing people got to realize. We were born. You see, people ask a question. What were we born on this earth to do? Well, we were for God's pleasure. You know, if you look in the Bible, it says... We was here to book, have fellowship yeah, with God. Yeah, exactly. Genesis is clear on that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Walk, the book walking of, in the Spirit. Yeah. In the book of Revelations, it said that for these, all creation was created for your pleasure. It says that in the book of right. Revelations. So that's why men are... That's, what, that's where the sin nature also comes in. That's when the flesh comes in. When you're fighting against that. When you're trying to do your own glory. When you're trying to push your own ego. When you're trying to push your own desires and it comes all about you and the glory of you, that's why if you look like at movie stars and singers and stuff, that's why they're one of the miserable people on the planet because they're trying to give glory to themselves. Well, that should be given to God. Their music, their talents, you know, everything. We, we were designed for that. So when human beings don't do that, they're empty inside. You know, and, and they, they're trying to fill a void that only Christ can fill. And it's only because of God's pleasure where you can, like, have full purpose in your life and surrender I like, I to like, God. I like how you move along with that because that fits in with Romans chapter right, uh, right. Verse five, uh, mm-hmm. Romans 8, verse 5. Right. But those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, mm-hmm. it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm-hmm. So what, what mm-hmm. Paul's saying right here is that if, you have, if you're a person, mm-hmm. and I, I think this all points back, he's relating back to Romans chapter 7, mm-hmm. because as a Christian, you're going to be defeated in sin. Right, right. You know how Christians get defeated in sin? They take their minds off of what Christ did at the cross. Mm. Now, this yep. could also mean, because this could be uh, a person... That is not in Christ. Somebody that mm-hmm. is not saved, somebody that isn't uh, isn't living for God, and they're setting their mind on the things of the flesh and not mm-hmm. the spirit. Mm-hmm. But remember, mm-hmm. Paul's talking to believers right here. Mm-hmm. So Paul's telling them, look, set your mind on the things of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Follow after Christ. Submit unto Jesus. And the things of the spirit, that's represented in Philippians 4, 8. Go so ahead. Yeah, so go ahead, read uh, it. Romans 8, chapter 5, ends with, Set, set your minds on the things of the Spirit. So if you'd read Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so when we walk in the Spirit, we set our minds of the things of the Spirit and then uh, we don't set our minds on the things of the flesh whenever we have that in place. And how do we get those things, though? See, that, that's the whole. That's how I like like the theme around is overcoming sin. How do you overcome sin? It's not by doing good works. It's by setting your mind on the things of the spirit, and those are the things that are gonna uh, follow through. Fits what James says. See, we're going back. To, it's funny how we're going back to that. A lot of people have the theory James and Paul was contradicting one another. No, they're not. Paul's saying this is what you do to be saved. James said, now that you're saved, this is what ought to happen. After the Christian experience. And this is what when you set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Or you say, Christ, I trust you. I love you. I can't overcome sin on my own. Mm -hmm. I need you to help me. Give me the mind of Christ or the mind of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit comes in place, Mm -hmm. and he helps you. Uh, Jesus said it. Funny how I'm reading that uh, right now, the doc, the Abeka's book, the uh, Bible doctrines. Oh yeah, Bible and doctrines. And I was I was reading about the Holy Spirit. One of His names is the Comforter. 
Mm-hmm. He's as yeah. one of his other names, and this is from John mm-hmm. chapter fourteen. He is the helper. Mm-hmm. So, so the Holy Spirit says, "Okay, I'm coming in. I'm going to help you grow." When, when we come in to the Jesus, spirit. when we finally come to Jesus and just ball out crying, I can't do it. I can't do it. He well, comforts us and says, "Hey, look, it's done." Go back to go back to Romans seven, verse twenty four. Wretched man that I am, who could deliver me from the body? Paul was at mm-hmm. the end of his rope. Mm-hmm. And like, well, see, Paul wasn't saved. No, it, it does not show. It shows a Christian that said, I'm trying to do it on my own by putting my faith and trust in the law. I can't do it. I need to come back to Christ. He, he, Paul, mm-hmm. Paul was putting his faith in other than the object of the cross. He was putting his faith in other objects. And I think that's why mm-hmm. yeah. Paul mm-hmm. got the revelation of the cross because mm-hmm. of that incident in Romans chapter 7. Mm-hmm. Because, and look, we, we use the example of Peter. Mm-hmm. We use the example of other apostles that went back to the law. Remember, God told uh, Peter, hey, kill and eat this, this feast I laid before mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. First words out of uh, Peter's oh, mouth was, me, Lord. it wasn't, yes, Lord, I'm going to do it. He, oh, no, Lord, mm-hmm. nothing unclean ever touched these lips. Yeah. And that's that's where it wasn't just Paul. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Paul, I honestly believe Romans 7, when he had this experience, he was in Tarsus. That's just my personal opinion. Right. But you got to realize that Paul, Paul had to go back and look at it. He was the chief of the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to go ahead and look at Paul's Paul's mindset. He just killed tons of Christians or put tons of Christians in jail. And oh, I'm going to go back to the law to earn my penance. I guess you could say. Right. And that's that's why he had the revelation of Christ and him crucified. Right. Wow. I don't have to go back to the law to be sanctified. I'm already sanctified, and I just got to walk in Christ. And it's funny if you walk in Christ and you you live totally unto Jesus, mm-hmm. you're not going to want to sin. And another thing, too, Paul was probably so condemned that he was trying like, make up for his wrongs. He was probably like, if I go to the law, you know, I'll, like, kind of pantance, you know, if I make up the wrongs I've done, I'll be all right. And then he realized, you know, it was the cross and Christ that forgave him, you but, know. Uh, Aubrey yeah, said so, it early, it is finished. Mm-hmm. That's right. what Christ said. Go ahead, and, and when you're constantly thinking about how you're failing, mm-hmm. it's, it's what's going to stay in your um, mind. But if you think about Jesus... Yeah, if, you have, if you have your mind set on the spirit and, that, and look, I, I have a different view of a lot of people. A lot of people think it was a sickness Paul had when he said this thorn in my side. Mm-hmm. Lord, take it away. It could have been a physical problem. I I honestly think he was using a metaphor right there and saying, look, the thorn in my side was probably the devil playing with his mind. That's what I think, too. Saying, yeah. you know, Paul, you say you're this great apostle. Well, Paul never said it, but, you know, Paul, you're this great apostle. Paul, you want all these people. Don't you remember all your brothers and sisters you put in the put in the, uh, the jail and some of them died? And Could you imagine that playing? Even this great apostle, there was something that the mm. devil kept over him that tried to put him back going to, well, I need to go do the law. Mm-hmm. But he had said, no, I'm going to set my mind on the things of the spirit. Yeah. Y'all, y'all talking about all this, you know, me personally, the studies I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. I place my faith in what Jesus did at Calvary's cross. You had to. I, I place my faith in to. that alone, you know. Mm-hmm. I read the Word of God, I, I, I pray, I do all that, but every day that I pray, I say, Lord, I place my faith in what you did at Calvary's cross for my salvation, for my overcoming sin, for my victory over sin. As long as I place my faith in that, as long as I trust in what he did at Calvary's cross and believe that with all my heart, I'm going to have victory. He's already won the victory. He's mm-hmm. already got the victory. Mm-hmm. The problem is we got to learn to accept that victory. Mm-hmm. We got to walk in that victory. Well, and that, that's, you know? that, that's the key word you said, walk in that victory. Let, let me read something to y'all. And Isaac, 
it won't take me long, but I want to read this. Yeah, Boom. go ahead, both. Yeah, go ahead. For the one who sows to his flesh, the one who sows to his flesh, listen to this, will will from the flesh reap corruption. Mm -hmm. So if you sow to the flesh, mm -hmm. what you expect to reap? You're going to reap corruption. Mm -hmm. If you sow to the flesh, mm -hmm. sin's going to come out. Sin's going to gonna reveal itself, you know? Mm -hmm. Sin's going to live. What Bible verse that was? Uh, that's Galatians uh, 6, 8. 6 and 8. And then watch what it says. Watch what it says then. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So if you sow to the Spirit, which me personally, the way I look at this, if I place my faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified, and if I lift Him up and I boast in Him, not in me, mm -hmm. not in what I do, not in my good works, but boast in Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary's cross, I'm going to reap the Spirit and I'm going to reap eternal life. I'm going to gain eternal life because of what He did at and, Calvary's and that, cross. That's what a lot Hallelujah. of people, and I even had to learn this with this study, what is the mind of the Spirit? It is Christ, Christ in Him crucified. Because the Spirit will point is, to that, Christ that all the, the time. That is the prescribed order of grace. Or in the, well, let's say it like this. It, that is the prescribed order of victory is the cross of Jesus Christ. That's right. There you go. Now you and, got it. And if you put yeah. your faith mm -hmm. in, or if you try to go any other way besides you're the gonna cross, fail. you're going to fail. And you're walking in the flesh. You're walking in the flesh. With that being said, we got to go ahead and take a break. We're overdue. We'll be right back in a few Hi, moments. Everyone. My name is Anthony James Hayes. You probably know me from Best from Brothers to Searching. And I'm so honored today that you meet me here. I want to talk about a little bit about my book. The first one I wrote was Journey of the Christians, From Dead Works to Living Faith, my very first book. It's about the story about me, pretty much going through things and how overcome by the Word of God. And here is The New Kingdom with Liberty Man and Evil Stone. That's my second best book so far. And I want to take a little time to tell you about my second book mostly. The first one is about some children. They go to like an adventure. They go to see a new kingdom. The future, I guess you can say of God and how he's going to restore the kingdom to Garden of Eden conditions and they fight good and evil and light and darkness so I encourage you to actually get these books they're available on Amazon or Barnes and Noble and then my second story Liberty Man a man who fights for freedom and he takes off the chains of tyranny of the kings of tyranny off of him so he finally gets free and I hope you find out his journey and how he got free and so on and then my third book, The Evil Stone, a man who actually turned to the devil, or he sold his soul to the devil for a powerful magic stone. And he had the promise of ruling the world. So I hope you enjoy these books. They're available, and they're family-friendly, and they're something you can learn with the Word of God. They're parables that you can teach your children and your grandchildren about. So I encourage you today to go to these places, and I hope you bless. And then you enjoy these books. You're not Thank watching you. Brothers Just Searching. May I ask why? They're terrific, you guys. They're just terrific. Here's looking at you, kid. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to the second segment of Brothers Just Searching. Um, we were talking about that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. for the ones who follow after the Spirit and don't walk after the flesh. And we're talking about how the Spirit of God comes in and it represents Jesus Christ and anything of the sinful flesh or anything that is a 
that separate of Christ is considered in the flesh, and you're walking mm-hmm. in the other in, a, in another way. And we're going to start on verse nine. But Boogie, you had a thought, so let's go ahead and uh, continue from our last segment. And what was your thought going on right before the break? Well, th- what I was going to say, I was going to use, uh, I was going to use something for example when it says about you know the flesh and the spirit. You know, it's kind of like if a person is like eating junk food all the time. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's got health problems. I mean, after all, one way or another, if he's always eating junk food, never eating healthy, you know, but if you eat healthy food, you know, you, you, you know, your body's stronger and you, you, you're going to last longer. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing what's going on when you feed the, you know, when people are feeding the flesh all the time, you know, when you're putting, you know, dirty movies or things of the flesh or anything that's of the flesh, you feeding on it, it's actually killing you. It's like a I wanna, cancer. I want to I wanna, I wanna add yeah. on to that. Yeah, though, go ahead. Okay? Yeah. Because, you know, you eat junk food. Um, look, mm-hmm. and I'm, I ha- I've had my share. <laughs> I'm sure we all do. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like uh, cakes and, mm-hmm. and sodas and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You have all that and you're like, oh, that's that's evident. That's bad for you. But you know, mm-hmm. you know what a Christian way of like living in the flesh is? Grapes are healthy, correct? Yeah, I know. I eat them all the okay, time. Okay, so you eat grapes all the time. Yeah. But then you say, you know what? These grapes ain't sweet enough, so you start putting sugar uh-huh. on the grapes. Uh-huh. The grape is good. You get what I'm saying? The yeah, grape is yeah. good for but you. But the sugar's but not. But the sugar's hey, not. And that's what I like strawberries, but uh, the, not without the whipped cream and yeah. the sugar and the honey. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with yeah. a salad. You know, I see yeah. some people that are like, oh, we have to eat healthy. We're going to eat this salad. Where's the ranch dressing? Right, the ranch right. dressing has all kind of stuff. <laughs> More like a, a leafy cereal with yeah. all that. Right. So, so that's that's why I'm coming to the point with that. Uh-huh. Okay, I understand your point, but right. living in yeah. flesh, yeah, the world is going to have that junk food is obvious. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, throw mm-hmm. away the little debbies and you know, right? But but a Christian, oh, I'm gonna like Aubrey said, uh, chocolate covered strawberries. <laughs> the strawberry isn't bad; it's the chocolate and the whipped cream, right. That, right. and that's what Christians do when they they separate the spirit from the flesh. Mm. They want what's good, but they say, mm-hmm. well, we want to do it on our own merit, or we want to do it on mm-hmm. our own, and that is yeah. the sugar and, that hurts you. And right? con- continuing that that analogy, so people can, uh, you know, preach and teach, but then they can even put in a whole lot of pride with it. Good point. And yeah. then it would be like that chocolate on top of the strawberry. Yeah, like well, real- well, you, can, you can go ahead... You as a Christian can preach on the streets, saying uh, the streets, and say you need Jesus in your life. But when they get saved, you start telling them, "Yeah, you're great that you saved." But now to make sure you stay saved, you have to read your Bible. You got to pray twenty times a day. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got mm. and they start adding to a new convert all the the struggles of law. And you're like, well, why don't I have victory? Why don't I feel free no more? Yeah. Because you put your faith in something other than what Christ did at the cross, which is the prescribed order of victory in the spirit. Yeah. And if you live out that, if you keep thinking that you need to do something else, do something else, then you can't have your mind set you're on Christ. You're adding works to salvation. Well, that, you, that, well you, can't, you can't have your mind set on Christ and set on the things of the flesh at the same time. No, and that, that's a good point, too. As a believer, you shouldn't worry about, oh, well, let me go ahead. Uh, I know it's a sin, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to repent later. Mm-hmm. You can't have it. You can't walk both sides. You can't walk on the fence. You have to jump on either side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't walk the barbed wire fence. You're gonna stick yourself in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> so as we continue, we're gonna go ahead and start on verse nine. And we're gonna work our way through eleven. 
You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. In fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. I want, I want mm. to focus on that scripture a little while, guys. We are his, right? We are his. Um, now, people read this, and they will say, well, you see, because this goes to another doctrine that we, we hardly have covered, of that the Holy Spirit, when you get saved, you get it all in one shot. No, there's two... Mm. There's two um, I want to make sure I say this right because we, we're going to get people emailing us. <laughs> um, mm. The Holy Spirit, th- there's two acts of the Holy Spirit. Right. One, right. when you get saved and you're a true born-again believer, mm-hmm. the Spirit of God do, does come in you. The Spirit of generation. Re- the Spirit of regeneration. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. changes you. Scripture to prove it back, I always point it to uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Uh, For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So... So that is the spirit of regeneration. Mm-hmm. However, there is the baptism of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, and this helps you to, for, to walk in the light of Christ. It is there. And a lot of people will read this and say, well, hold on, Isaac, you're trying to tell me that it all comes at once? No. You have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You can be a Christian and have the Spirit of God, the regeneration spirit inside of you, mm-hmm. and not be filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Christians that come to mind, a lot of named Christians that come to mind. Yeah, I like me. <laughs> we knew it, but yeah, we, but 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 when you get filled with the Spirit, as to say you're being baptized in the Holy Spirit, and brother Daniel talked about that last mm-hmm. Sunday. It's not about tongues. See, a lot of people think of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They think about falling on the floor and being speaking in tongues. We believe in speaking in tongues, but that is not the main operation of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to clarify that before we moved on. Now let's go to the point Paul was trying to make. Paul said that that you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. In fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone that does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Saying that you cannot be a Christian without the spirit of Christ. You cannot have you cannot be saved without the Holy Spirit changing you. Mm-hmm. And this is what bothers me about I guess you could say some believers are you, they don't have the spirit They're not believers But some people mm-hmm. We believe in Jesus Really What you did last Friday night Oh I went to the, the local bar down mm-hmm. here We mm-hmm. went ahead and uh, Went ahead and danced up a storm Drunk the night away And then we went to the uh, To the apartment And you know what Well I thought you was a Christian Don't you know that No drunkard shall enter The kingdom of mm-hmm. heaven You should glorify God And start Oh but I believe in Jesus But the spirit Don't change you Mm-hmm. And like I said, ties in what James was saying. James says, show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith with my works. Right. James right. Is, James made that clear in his book where he said, look, you as a believer, if you have the spirit of God, you will change. You know, I was, you will not yeah. live the same. You know, I was uh, watching the Buttercream game. Remember? The Buttercream game, yeah. yeah. when he said, he says, he needs to get out of the, the, the group. But the, guy, the boy said, but he promised he would change. And the boy said, talk is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And he says, got to start well, helping. Well, you're right, though. You know? Talk, yeah, you think talk is, is cheap. Talk yeah. is cheap. Because mm-hmm. a Christian that says, yeah. mm-hmm. I can live my life the mm-hmm. way I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk is cheap. Because mm-hmm. you want the rewards of Christ, but you don't want the commitment of Christ. Right. That's you don't want to carry your cross. That, I was about to say that's why Christ mm-hmm. said you mm-hmm. carry your cross daily. Mm-hmm. This is a... A lot of people don't understand this. The walk in the spirit of life mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus, 
Mm-hmm. We have to make, we have to say daily, saying, Lord, I continue to choose to serve you. That's mm-hmm. right. Now, you don't lose your salvation every day. I don't want people to. Right, make, right. Like uh, every every little thing yeah, you do. Yeah. Because yeah, there are yeah. some people that believe if you sin one time, you've we, lost your salvation, you need to get saved we, all we, over we, again. We used to believe in that back in the day. Yeah. We used to believe like any little thing you did. Yeah, I mean, and you see, that's where grace salvation. comes in. That's what, and look, mm-hmm. look, I'm not saying, because look, there was, there was a preacher that we all follow that made a statement on uh, adultery at one time. And people called him like, dude, what are you saying? And I've said it. To get to that point, you, you have to fall really away. Right, right. Um, but at the same time, no, if you sin, you still have an advocate with the, uh, with the Father. Isn't it Hebrews that says that, that he's our advocate? He's like our lawyer, mm-hmm. that yeah. he goes to the Father for mm-hmm, us? Mm-hmm. So... You, but if you're a Christian, and you you saying you're saved, and your 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 works are not after the Spirit, mm-hmm. there's a problem. That's why Paul said this in verse nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's a balance. You know, like any little any little thing, wrong thing you do, don't mean you're gonna fall away. But at the same time, don't take sin lightly, where you're letting it have dominion over you, or you get to the point where you think, oh, you know, I don't have to repent. I repent it. There's actually some people believe that. I said the sinner's prayer. I did one big repentance one time. That's it. That I don't have to never repent again. Majority, and that's not ma- right either. Majority of the people know? believe in a, a doctrine yeah. called eternal security. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. believe that once you're saved, you mm-hmm. can never lose it. And look, mm-hmm. I have a couple of friends that believe that. And look, if you want to believe that, you have yeah. scripture to back you up. But but they're letting sin have dominion over them. No, not the. So so the thing the thing about the the, the doctrine of eternal security is this. Mm-hmm. And there's different forms of eternal security. It's oh, the right, same thing with right. Calvinistic uh, teachings. Yeah, there's lot, different people, levels. When you yeah. hear Calvin, when you oh, I'm a Calvinist, you think of this which one, branch? Yeah, which yeah, branch? There's yeah. five branches yeah. of the Calvinistic teaching. What well, 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 it was this like the Baptist from? There's like twenty different Baptist denominations. So you know they all believe different. You know, so it's so, so like uh, that, LB yeah. just sent us a, 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 a scripture, First John two one, where it says, "My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous." So that's the scripture I was talking about earlier. Thank you, LB, for that that text message right there. Um, but but going back to eternal security, there's different beliefs of eternal security. Um, and look, Brother Swagger has wrote a book. I started reading it. Go check it out. But eternal security, some of them believe that once you get saved, mm-hmm. you can never lose it. And if you if you do go back in the world, you, were never, you were never saved to begin mm-hmm. with. I heard that. And yeah. I, I, I have trouble with that because if you if you weren't saved from the beginning, you did a especially the person that 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 was saved, mm-hmm. did everything and walked after Christ. Right. And turn back. Well, you did a good job at hiding you right. you, you being changed with the spirit. Because right. there's some people that have gone back to the world. Mm-hmm. When you hear their testimony of the first time, they the Lord delivered them of everything: smoking, mm-hmm. drinking, cussing. But everything. they had other Christians that came and tell them, "Hey, you can smoke a little." Well, drink again, a little. and look, isn't that what Paul said in verse seven? It that became a the, stumbling block. It became a stumbling block. But at the same time, going back to that sinful nature, mm-hmm. if you open a, a, a crack. To the devil, mm-hmm. he he's gonna break that wall down. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the the uh, the analogy: don't let a camel put his nose through the tent. He's, he's, his whole body's gonna he's be coming in, there. in the tent. Yeah, it's the same thing with animals right now. Uh, put, <laughs> use an example: we have two cats at the house. One cat comes in the bed. I'm trying to kick that thing out. It always comes back in. <laughs> mm-hmm, all right. So, well, when you had something, it looked like right. it, I got go a couple ahead. of things I want to share. You were talking about people going back into the world. I'm gonna share something with y'all. 
nobody had anything to do with me going back to the world. Nobody. Nobody camped me. Nobody came to me and said, Bowen, let's go drinking. Nobody came to me and said, Bowen, why are you a Christian? Nobody came to me and asked me to do anything to go back into the world. That was my own choice. Hmm. That was my own doings. Okay? That was me that turned my back on God and left. I was truly saved before that. See, I was truly, about, that's what I was about to ask you because... I was truly saved. My heart was set to serve God. But you see, what happened is, I, I like to say it this way, I think I turned religious. You know? I, I think I, I, I got to the point is where... Is it possible that a true Christian can turn religious? Yeah, that is possible. <laughs> Trust me. I was backslidden in the church before I led the church. Mm. My heart was already not serving God. Mm. Okay? But I don't know what happened this last time that I gave my heart back to Christ. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what God did to me. He did something to me, though. He did something because there's things that, that, that used to be there that ain't there no more. Mm. You know, I used to condemn myself. That's not there no more. That's gone. You know, I, I used to, you know, always look at myself to see if I was really changing. That's gone. Mm. I don't look at that no more, you know. But it, it just to kind of so, add to what Isaac was saying, mm -hmm. some people are influenced to go back to the world. So, what, so I got a question to ask you, Bo, and you're bringing that up. And it's funny how we're relating this back to Romans 7. Mm -hmm. Paul said mm -hmm. it. I, I followed the law. You mm -hmm. were saying, hey, you know, I need to do this. I need to do that. I, oh, I can't do this. I'm condemning myself. Um, <laughs> well, I hope you don't mind me saying this no, story. No, you can say it. No, it no, don't no, bother me. My, my, oh, remember Eric? Yeah. He told us a story one time. He said he saw you in Walmart. You were condemning the, the bottle of whiskey. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So, and that, that was before yeah. you came back yeah. to the Lord. But you were trying to do everything according to law. According to law. But you, you basically were in the same position, position as Paul. Right. Now, Paul didn't go back into the world. I was. But, but you get. And that didn't happen. And look, on another note. A lot of people that believe in mm -hmm. eternal security. Cause yeah. I had one one person that believed in eternal security told me that. Did you lose your salvation today? <gasps> it don't happen like that. A lot of no, times, it, it's a very slow fate. It's well, a slow thing. Let me read something before y'all go any further. Let me read this. Yeah, let me just say uh, the opposite would be you, you just holding on to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That right, basically, right, so. right. I wasn't holding on to Jesus at all, buddy. I was backslidden. I was backslidden at heart. I was. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You know? yeah, that, that, that was no, nothing no, in me to serve God at that time. No, no. But that's what he said. The opposite of that yeah. is you let it. It yeah. was a slow fade. Right. It went to you. But, but well, if you, just imagine if, if you would have said, you know what? Old wretched man that I am. Yeah. Yeah. Who can deliver me from this? Right. As okay. Paul said. So here's the. I, I want to give a little quick analogy before, before you read the scripture. So if you're holding on to somebody, if you got them by their shoulders, it's hard to not look at them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So me. if you hold on to Jesus, <laughs> it would be the opposite. You just can't look away. Right. Mm. That's so right. go ahead, but which which scripture you let, saying? Let me read something to y'all. Who has made us uh, uh, sufficient to be men? Uh, what's that book? What, what, what uh, scripture? Uh, what scripture? Sufficient of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. Of the spirit. Now the letter is talking about the law. Yeah, yeah. The watch law. this. Watch but the this. Kills. But the letter kills. Mm -hmm. So if we look at it, if the letter kills, the letter is the law. So if we live by the law, the law kills. But that's the what? law brings sin. The law shows sin. That's what kills. That ki that. Listen. I always said this. I always said this, and, and I'm gonna say it again. 
Sin is like cancer. You play with it long enough, you 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 serve it long enough, you do what you want long enough, eventually it's going to catch up with you and it's going to kill you. So I always mess up the saying, but Aubrey, go ahead and say the saying how sin is going to take you farther you want to go. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sin, yeah, the saying is sin will take you farther than you want to go, cost you more, more than, than you, you want to pay, pay, and keep you longer than you, you want to stay. stay. But listen to the rest of it. Yep. The Spirit give life. The law don't give life. Is that Romans eight like later on? In that that's uh that's Second Corinthians. Oh, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Okay. Yeah, look that scripture right there, man. It, it you know it, it tells you everything. You know the letter kill it. The law kills. You serve the law, you're gonna die. You're gonna you're gonna have debt. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna it, it's gonna bring you to debt. You know, yeah. but. The you law sure? had no mercy. The law has no mercy. Well, That's like right, I said earlier, like I said, I used the analogy. And there's Someone, no grace in the law. Somebody no. sends to death row. They're doomed. They, right. The law says, hey, you did the you crime. You did the crime. This is your pay- That's payment. Right. That's right. But if the governor or the president pardon says, hey, I have a pardon, I want him to come out of that. Wow. You, you're free yeah. from all yeah. charges. Yeah. And, that, and yeah. pretty much that's what Jesus did. You know, when we look at it and we look at this whole thing that you threw at tonight. We were on a on on, on, on dead row, yes, man. Yes. We were on the chopping block. We were we were we were heading for hell. We were gone. We were done. But you see, Jesus said, "Hey, hold mm-hmm. on a minute here. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I got a pardon for them. Mm-hmm. I, I paid. Amen. I paid for that. They're mine now. They're covered. They're forgiven. They're mm-hmm. justified. They're sanctified. Here, I'm gonna pardon them. They are forgiven for everything they did. There is nothing on their. There is nothing on their on their role. Release them. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. other words, if Jesus wouldn't have died on the cross, mm-hmm. Satan." Had every right to keep us bound. Well, Satan had every right to hold on to us. But when Jesus died on the cross amen. and rose again, mm-hmm. he said, Satan, you got to let them go. They're mm-hmm. my people now. Let's, I let's, shedded my blood. Let's, let's, go, let's go to the next scriptures. Because remember, we just said, uh, if you have the spirit of Christ, if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you don't, you're not him. This is why. Because, mm-hmm. Bowden, you just made a good point, And it adds on what you're saying. Verse 10 of chapter 8. Uh, yeah, verse 10 of chapter 8, it says, But if Christ is in you, although uh, the body is dead because of sin, the spirit of life, uh, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Mm-hmm. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give you life to your moral bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Mm-hmm. So because of Christ's death on the cross. Mm-hmm. We this like you said, Bowen. We were we were doomed. Mm-hmm. This this we were we were spiritually dead. Dead, dead. We were, we're spiritually dead. dead. But because of Christ's sacrifice, he, mm-hmm. he he we we accepted Jesus our Lord and Savior. The Spirit of life, the Spirit. Uh, um, as it said, uh, for the law of the Spirit of life has mm-hmm. set you free in Christ Jesus. Saying that mm-hmm. this this life of sin and death. Christ came in us and gave us a new life. And now we are alive in the spirit that we can walk after the things of the spirit and not after the things of the flesh. Listen to this. Watch. God raised him up, loosing the pegs of debt because it was not possible for him to be held by it. In other words, God raised Jesus up. Jesus rose up because there was nothing to hold him to debt. The, the Satan could not hold him. Hell could not hold him. Nothing could hold him. He rose up. He came out of the grave because there was not there was nothing possible that could hold him down. He gave his life. 
He gave it willingly. He didn't. He didn't. Man didn't take it from him. Man didn't force him to die. He gave his life willingly for us. He died at Calvary. And you know what? Hey, let me tell you something. I thank God every day. I thank Jesus every day. I, I give glory to God. I give glory to Jesus because of Calvary's cross and what Jesus did for me. Every morning I get up, I say, Lord, thank you for Calvary. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Because without your mercy, I'd be doomed for hell. You know, we, we got to think about that, guys. It, it, Man, well, we, we man, was, we, we were spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. We were spiritually dead. We didn't. Uh, I was just have, a dead man. There's a 300 mile train to a brick wall without yep. an e brake, and then what do you know? Jesus can be that e brake. Yep. Amen. <laughs> yeah, you know you're thinking wrong here. He's I was a Jeremy dead. Yeah, dead I was a dead man. Copyright. Walking. No. Oh, oh, I can't sing. Good I was a dead man walking, but when Jesus, Jesus came, yeah. I was alive again. Amen. <laughs> so Aubrey, you looking for something right there? You got something you want to say before we we wrap this up? Uh, so uh, I was looking for it. I think it's a psalm. Uh, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you. I think that's Psalms or Proverbs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Psalms. Yeah. Let's see. I think it's Psalms oh, is a big book. So I'm done. <laughs> You're done. I'm done. <laughs> I want to pray before we get out, though, Isaac. I want to pray again. Yeah, we will pray. Uh, hey, uh, so um, I just want to read a psalm, Psalm 22. Um, it, it just reminds us reminds us what we have when we keep our mind on the Lord, when, when we are walking in the Spirit. So, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still, still waters. He restores my soul. Amen. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Two fingers. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Mm. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 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 Well, go ahead and pray, my brother. Yes. Let's pray. Yes, I want, I want to pray. And, and mm. Father, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus, Father. And we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the word. We thank you that every one of us got to share and the word that we spoke and Lord God came from you, from your spirit. Father, we thank you for tonight. I ask you to bless this podcast. I ask you to bless each one of my brothers here tonight. I ask you to bring them joy and peace in their lives and I ask you to bless them financially, Lord God, and provide everything that they need according to your riches and glory. I ask this all in the name of your wonderful son, Jesus, who gave us life and died at Calvary's cross. Amen. 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 And I want to add and uh, and touch our our viewers, our our yes. listeners, everybody joining us. And enlarge our borders and pray big and think big. I heard, I heard Jimmy Swagger say this. He said his grandmother always told him, Jimmy, you serve a big God, so when you ask, ask big. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got that. Well, well I, I, I'm working on something right yeah. now for camp, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it too much, but that's part of my message is the God God of the impossible. That's right. There you go. That's so a good, I impossible. like that. I like that. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this show tonight. Thank you again for watching Brothers Just Searching or listening to Brothers Just Searching, depending on the platform you're on. 
Uh, just remember to hit that subscribe or follow button on the platform you are listening on. We're on a variety of podcast platforms and streaming platforms. So go ahead and give us a like and also tell a friend. Uh, text it out to somebody. Um, I did that this weekend, guys. I went ahead and I, I told somebody, hey, go check out Brothers Just Searching. Uh -huh. So uh, with that being said, thank you again for your continued support through watching this program. Uh, always share. That, that beats out the algorithms, and we would appreciate you supporting us in that way. Uh, if you have any other questions of other means of support, you can always email brothersjustsearchingpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, with that being said, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please reach out to us on that same email. One of us guys will reach out with you, uh, reach out to you and tell you how to make Jesus your Savior in heaven, your home. Mm -hmm. So until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. You have a good one. Please continue to pray for us. You have a good, uh, good rest of your week.